You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Breaking news right now out of France. Three people have been killed in a terror attack at a church in Nice, including one woman who officials say was decapitated. Oof. We have a description of what happened. Do we want that or not? I mean, it's not. It's not it's horror not porn. graphic. No. Yeah, it's, it's worth hearing. Okay. Yeah. Shortly after 9 a.m. local time in France, an assailant uh, carried out an attack, a knife attack, or an attack using some kind of blade inside the Basilica of the Church of Notre Dame in this Riviera city in the south of France. Three people were dead. The mayor says that one was decapitated. Uh, The police, we are told, was alerted by a bystander who was able to activate some kind of um, alarm alert system or somehow warn law enforcement. Bystanders say that they were there very quickly. They then opened fire uh, and they shot the assailant, who is now receiving medical care. And the mayor of Nice says that he was saying the words, Allah Akbar, and repeating them. That means God is great in Arabic, even as he was getting medical treatment and on his way to the hospital. So this is now being treated as a terror attack by the French authorities. I'm so, trying to find the mayor's unedited comment. All the usual suspects in the news are heavily editing what he said because it's a little strong. So why don't we just give you a few phrases? Yeah, that's oh, interesting. I, I hope you find that because I saw one little snippet and I thought, is that what he actually said? And I wanted to hear the full thing because it was pretty, uh, it was pretty hot rhetoric. Oh, it was. It absolutely was. Um, so the Islamo-fascist 
fundamentalist crazies story is back. Yeah. Certainly in Europe. Um, I hope it's not coming back to the United States. You know what? I think they're going to accomplish this, but I don't want them to be able to accomplish. They're going to scare off because they're, they're, a whole bunch of the terrorist attacks in France over the last couple of years have been over pe- people being willing to draw cartoons of the Prophet Muhammad, just to make the point. No, this is a free country. Right. We get to do this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But people that have done it have been killed. Right. Or or, or other people have been de- decapitated. Teachers who've disgusted have been decapitated. Or a whole bunch of people got killed at that magazine because they were printing it. They put it on the cover. Which is why the great cry in France was, France was uh, you know, je suis, I can't remember. Je suis Charlie. Yeah, I am Charlie. I am Charlie Hebdo. Uh, we are all Charlie Hebdo, and we all better understand we are Charlie Hebdo, or we're going to get overrun by uh, religious fundamentalist lunatics. You know, and that that's interesting. You don't see, I don't, I don't feel the need to draw a picture of Muhammad just to make a point. But I certainly think we should be able to, and I certainly think university professors should be able to, um, to have the discussion and that sort of thing. But in the United States, there's a bit of an attitude of, you know, it's that weird thing that uh, anybody who's Christian, of course, is a nut. You're a, you're a nut job. You're just a weirdo, product of the Middle Ages nut job. But other religions, I read Handmaid's Tale. Other religions have deep beliefs and traditions, and we should honor those and respect those. Right. And it's funny, while you're looking for that, I came across this, kind of fits in with that conversation in that uh, Michael McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey, I'm sorry, Matthew McConaughey, the actor, the the, the bot-smoking uh, nutty actor, was on Joe Rogan. I had no idea he is a devout Christian. Did you know that, Matthew McConaughey? Yeah, if I'd heard it, I'd forgotten it. Uh, I wouldn't have forgotten it. I remember that. Uh, that really stands out to me. The various people that stick their neck out on that. And he's on Joe Rogan, the, the super popular podcast today, saying Matthew McConaughey hey, said that he got lucky and that he slipped through the cracks as a Christian and achieved Hollywood success and has now become big enough uh, that he doesn't fall victim to Hollywood's, Hollywood's anti-Christian bias. And he does a long rant about the anti-Christian bias that exists in Hollywood and how that he knows a bunch of actors in Hollywood that he has prayed together with before, but he, he has seen them keep that secret or laugh at Christian jokes or whatever, uh, in meetings where it would do them harm because you have to keep it a secret. It's like being in the closet. It's like the old days of being in the closet. Mm. You have to stay in the closet as a Christian in Hollywood. If you want, if you want to try to be successful. Well, the and Matthew, of, Matthew McConaughey say, I'm big enough now that I can say it out loud and still be successful, but yeah, most yeah. people can't. Yeah, well, the number of people who we uh, hear from regularly who say, I, I, I can't admit what I believe, what I think, where I live. It's just people are so brutal. I, anybody who dares breathe a word of it gets bullied. But you wouldn't have to keep being a Muslim in the quiet in Hollywood. No, absolutely not. You'd be celebrated. It would help you. Yeah. Especially well, well, with Buddhist, their new obviously, weird... Uh, uh, Oscar rules. The Oscars. Can can you believe anybody ever cared about that? It's funny, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, well. But so, you know, you know, we've talked about this before. In the United States of America, you can have a successful Broadway play where you make fun of Mormons. Yes. Which I think you should be able to do. Mm-hmm. But nobody's uh, nobody's making a play or a TV show or even drawing a picture where you make fun of uh, Muslims. No, it'd be too Muhammad. dangerous. No, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so it? you win by being violent. Yes. 
Absolutely true. Yeah, you intimidate people into silence, and then you uh, gain more and more power. You demand more and more things, and you work toward your long-term goal of uh, vanquishing the infidels. I mean, that's not all Muslims, obviously. Most Muslims are fine folks, but um, there are hundreds of millions. You know, it's funny. It's like a throwback Thursday or something. There are hundreds of millions of people around the world who believe that all violence in the name of Islam is justified, um, and, and they are coming to a country near you. Or if you're in France, they're already there. Um, it's and, and Bill Maher, among others, and, and there are a number of old school liberals, uh, again, the usual suspects these days, who have said, look, how can you liberals be soft on fundamentalist Islam? It's a horrific ideology in terms of everything liberals uh, espouse. But anyway, earlier you said on the show, because we were, we were looking at a video of uh, from Philadelphia where there was looting again last night. Yeah, looter shooters. And a whole bunch of completely empty stores where they'd gone in and just stolen absolutely everything. Because the, the word on the street now is, we all know, that if there's a, a police shooting in your town, you get to go steal stuff and nobody's going to stop you. Mm-hmm. There's very little pushback, so yeah. it's a shopping night. It's like Black Friday has been Well, it's if the police shoot a black person. Not a Mexican-American, certainly not an Asian, not a white person. Um, anyway, you had mentioned earlier that if you're out looting, you want a, a Keurig machine. Yeah, yeah. Or as my little brother pronounces it, Keurig, because that's the proper German pronunciation, and he's that sort of person. <laughs> uh, so you want a Keurig machine, and somebody texted, where? what address do I send that to? So apparently someone got I don't know if they looted it or had Drops an extra. An email. Yeah, drop us an email. I'll, uh, okay. And listen, you tell me uh, what you need. Maybe we'll start some sort of looting co-op. Is it new or is it used? I'm out there looking for a coffee machine. I can't find one, but I know I have a looting buddy who's looking for a pair of, you know, I don't know, size 11 uh, Nikes. And I think, wow, there's no Keurig here, but there's those Nikes. I'll loot them for him. And then, you know, he looks out for me. It could be a new, uh, I don't know, sharing economy. Just loot what you can, then offer it up for barter. And then in Philadelphia last night, looters were shooting other looters? How was that working? Yeah. To well, stop them from looting? No, or? no. It was uh, to take each other's stuff and or they were from rival gangs or got into some sort of beef or, or whatever. The usual reasons people shoot each other in urban America. But with everybody running around, oh, the email is mailbag at Armstrong. I'm not serious with this, Michael. I am. The email address is mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We want our own carry machine. I got one. You know what our actual... somebody wants to give us one, well, uh, you know. You know what our actual thinking is, and this might be happening at your workplace. For whatever emotional reasons, uh, we're all super tired of living the way we've been living for the last nine months. Mm -hmm. So companies are opening back up. It doesn't really make... Well, it does make scientific sense, but it doesn't make sense against what we were doing previously because the COVID is not markedly better. In no, fact, it's oh no. markedly worse. Yes. A lot of different places. So yes. if it was a good idea to not have coworkers in the building three months ago or six months ago, it's still a good idea. But for whatever reason, people are bringing workers back. Sure. And they're going to do that here. And we decided, is there any reason we need to go down to the lunchroom and breathe in the air of a whole bunch of coworkers we don't know where they've been just to get coffee? Or should we have a Keurig machine in here so we can have our coffee in here and not have to go yep. breathe a bunch of moist droplets? Yep. Which might as well. Need some sort of a fresh water machine, too, and probably a pee-in bucket. I mean, that last thing is, is uh, 
optional. I mean, if you'd prefer to visit the restroom, go ahead. But uh, um, totally yeah, self-sufficient. I don't, I don't want a hot freeze-dried food, firearms, plenty of ammunition. Uh, we got this text. What's a terrorist attack? That is so pre-COVID. I know. Um, and also, we got this text. Polls are only right at best sixty percent of the time. That's just not true. Especially, I th- was that an attempt at humor? I don't know. Especially if you factor in margin of error, which people rarely do. If you factor in the margin of error, because the if you do the margin of error correctly, for instance, each number has a 3%. It mm-hmm. could be 3% higher or lower. So that's a swing of 12 points. If they, one's three points low, the other's three points high. You're that close together. And if yeah. you're both three points the other direction, that, that's a pretty big swing. Yeah. So that's right. So go ahead. Look at the margin of error on these polls. I think the difference may be that we tend to take them with a grain of salt. We think, oh, that's interesting. As opposed to, you know, most of the news media acts as if it's some definitive statement of something or other. Whereas I just see it as ad data point. It's a snapshot in time, as you always say. <sighs> it's funny. Coming out of your mouth is just annoying. <laughs> The New York Times with a quiz, Jack. Can you tell a Trump voter fridge from a Biden fridge? Just by looking at the refrigerator? Right. That's the premise. (laughs) (laughs) That's on the way. Armstrong and Getty. on his new album, New Springsteen album. He sounds exactly like Bruce Springsteen. Mm. And he's mid-70s. Yeah, yeah, he struggles a bit more live, but what are you going to do? He's old as the hills. Uh, So we have a couple of idiotic features for you here. Uh, One uh, that everyone can enjoy. uh, The other that uh, Jack has declared he is not willing to participate in on any level. No, I will leave the studio for it. Well, why don't you uh, leave then? I'm not going to have my name attached to this. I'm leaving. And take your Methodist school marm sensibilities with you. This is uh, a gentleman enjoying his brand new Tesla. Want to see the only reason why I bought a Tesla? Oh, wow, I need to turn left. Well, yes, we have quite a fine selection of some very nice farts. We have not a fart. We have short shorts ripper. We have falcon heavy. We have ludicrous fart. We have Neurostink, and then I'm so random. If you notice, the whoopee cushion can go from seat to seat. This means if I press the back right, was that a gassy ghost in my back seat? Once again, I'm 27 years old. Thanks, Elon. <laughs> you child. <laughs> you child. Oh, look, everybody. Jack is uh, ready to come back in. What, was that a gassy ghost in my back seat? <laughs> Are you done with your childishness? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Hard fart primary. God dang it. <laughs> If I ever ride with somebody in a Tesla and they do that, I will open the door and just jump out and roll along the highway. <laughs> I uh, I was riding with a friend to play a little golf, and he drove in his Tesla and demonstrated that proudly to me, uh, which now is a 100% correlation with my friends who buy Teslas. Can you tell a Trump fridge from a Biden fridge? 
The New York Times recently did this feature for their readers. Try the quiz. Peer inside the fridge to see if you can guess who the voter is. And they have one you can try. I'm looking in there. There's uh, milk. It appears to be cottage cheese. Variety of uh, condiments. What is that down there? Shredded uh, cheese? Would you describe it? In a, is, is it orderly? Is it somewhat uh, kind of a random happenstance? Are, are, are like things I would with like not, things? Uh, I'd call it medium on okay. that scale. Okay. There, are, there are parts of it that are uh, just a little bit uh, tumbled. Um, but then they, uh, then you're supposed to answer and they reveal it, but you got your top correctly guessed Trump refrigerators and the top correctly guessed Biden refrigerators. Cause they've been doing this for a while hmm. and I'm looking it's at the Trump, a hobby. <laughs> the Trump yeah. fridges. Oh, that one is quite crowded. Appears to have a fair amount of meat and a KFC bucket. There you go in there. <laughs> that sounds right. That for one, me, this one, I think, and, and. Do I have French's mustard and regular mayonnaise? Miracle Whip? Because that's my fridge, too. Don't judge me. I'm just telling you why I think people guessed successfully. This one has Mountain Dew. And a MAGA hat. And a Krispy Kreme donut box in there. This one has a big old box of uh, of uh, Miller Lite. And a hammer and sickle. <laughs> that's one. And some Kool-Aid and some Bud Light. Man, that's a beer-drinking son of a gun right there. This one has... <laughs> his, his beer selection was Miller Light and Bud Light? Yeah, <laughs> both odd. of them. I don't know if I've ever had two different competing brands, unless there's like a party going on. Yeah, that's got to be somebody. like a yeah, leftover party. from somebody coming yeah. over to watch some football or oh, something. Oh, wild card! There's a little bit of uh, White Claw in there as well. Oh, something for the ladies. But the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the two beers outnumber the one White Claw, and 86% guessed it was Trump. This last one that uh, I don't see any real... I mean, the Texas toast, it's a little crowded. Uh, appears to be some sort of chocolate snack in there, but 85% guessed Trump. Now, let's look at the Biden refrigerators. Pellegrino on the top shelf. That's sparkling water, Jack. Plus a filtered water Does jug. Does your water sparkle? Um, a watered filter jug. My wife uses one of those. I don't get it. I just drink it out of the tap. Um, let's see the other. That's eighty nine percent guessed it was Biden. Oh, this one has a great deal of Greek yogurt and is incredibly neat. Eighty five percent guessed Biden. Uh, more yogurt. My refrigerator has never been neat. It would appear that yogurt is the official Biden food because each of these fridges, well, three of the four is very yogurt heavy. Oh, this one has oat milk. There you go. Hmm. There's your giveaway. The most incorrect, uh, incorrectly guessed refrigerators, 88% guessed it was Biden, but it was Trump. It's, it's very neat and has vegetables in it. So, I don't know. Seems kind of silly to me. I like yogurt. I can't do the Greek yogurt. No. Well, I find that an unappealing flavor. It's a little sour. We eat a lot of yogurt in our house. That stuff is urgh. It has the consistency of, like, Play-Doh. Like, I can't, like, eat it. At (laughs) at best. Mm. I got some other examples I won't mention, but it's horrifying. And they've picked details from some of the top, uh, most accurately guessed ones. Chocolate milk tends to be a Trump indicator. (laughs) Like, my mom, who would be on the Trump side, her her refrigerator's always been perfectly orderly. Right. So, you know, that's a... Right. Yeah, organic miso. <laughs> well, come on now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. 
There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I get up in the evening, and I ain't got no we can hit that list again before the end of the hour. The Somebody ranked the best and worst Bruce Springsteen songs, all 300-some of them, one through 350 or something. I got a real problem with 265 through 275. Really wrong. Oh, I hate it when you get all angry, Sean. Because he just put out a new album. Maybe we'll hit that next segment. The Boston Marathon just canceled for the first time in the 124-year history of their race. They had postponed from April thinking they would be able to run it in the fall. Yeah, that's but, what I heard just yesterday, I But think. now they can't run it now. Oh, but dang. So they're canceling this year and hoping they get to do it next year. I bring that up just because Germany and France have just announced one-month lockdowns of their countries for November because the COVID has come back so strong. You know, and we made it through Major League Baseball season and the NBA and all that with this, and there's no reason to think it's going to be any different next year, really. Mm, therapeutics better, and maybe we have a vaccine. Come on now. 
Don't don't give up hope. There's nobody thinking the vaccine's going to be out there for most of us till late late summer, early fall. And we're a long way away. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I just I just I feel like we've got a uh, our sense is, you know, this is kind of over and we're on the downside of it. The the reality of it does not match up with that. Uh-uh. <laughs> which is hard for me to wrap my head around. Well, a number of institutions just had uh, announced, like the PGA Golf Tour, which I actually watch on TV, um, has announced we're going to start letting fans in now in limited numbers. Well, now COVID's you know rising again, so who knows if they, they stick with that. And the Boston Marathon canceling. Uh, my new thing, by the way, because I always have to have a thing. My new thing is to say I can't believe they canceled the Boston Marathon. I was all signed up. I was ready to run in it. Think anybody would buy it? I think our babysitter actually was. She's a super crazy fast runner. Mm. Runs marathons. Uh, she was very disappointed in one of them getting canceled. Canceled! <laughs> no, <laughs> different different kind of different canceled. Different kind of canceled is the thing. Got this note from uh, Kevin discussing the vid and the lockdowns and the rest of it. Um, what might have been if we never locked down? How would the economy have fared? How would the virus have gone? It's impossible to answer these questions without some sort of control group. Luckily, we have one. Sweden! Sweden never locked down, never mandated masks, never closed businesses. They were hit about as hard by the virus as Western Europe. A little harder initially, because like Italy was totally shut down. But it didn't, it wasn't sustained. It rapidly went down, down, down. Now it's been flat at a very low level for a very long time. Their economic contraction in quarter two was a little less harsh than most. Uh, there was some effect on the economy because people just stayed home. They wanted to keep safe. Um, Sweden is now nearly completely unrestricted, and their economy is poised to bounce back faster than the rest of Europe. Plus, since they allowed community spread of the virus to occur among the young and healthy all summer long, as recommended by the Great Barrington Declaration, they aren't seeing the dramatic second wave, which is now striking the rest of Europe. It's absolutely true. He points out the differences between Florida and New York. Florida has been behaving a little more Swedish. New York is more Italian. And New York is having up, down, up, down, and devastating losses to their economy. While uh, Florida has seen some rises, which, because they're run by a, a Republican governor who's close to Trump, you will hear reported on every single news outlet every day if something bad happens. So you get the widely distorted coverage. But I was clicking around earlier this morning, looking at the different countries in Europe, and there there is nothing other than the early spike in cases in Sweden uh, to to make you think that Sweden isn't the model to follow. I mean, it's striking. Uh, they do have a rise in new cases right now, a pretty sharp one, um, as this thing just continues to bash around. Sucko! Sucko is right. You it's know what? Sucko! Okay. So they went like straight up in early April, leveled out for a week or so, then went down, 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 down. Now they're practically nobody's dying for a very long time. Now, this list is in alphabetical order, so I need to scroll way down to United States. It really ought to be listed in terms of how important countries are. Not as whole countries up front. <laughs> there we go. Uh, wow, that's amazing. The United States, like, you know, the big waves are up, down, up, down a little, up a little, down a little, now up a little. But within that, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. And Sweden was up and then just down, 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 and flat. 
striking the differences and 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 I'm not this has nothing to do with Donald freaking Trump or Republicans or Democrats or partisanship or anything. I don't understand well it's partly the media's fault but don't people just want to look at all these experiences and try to figure out which are the best? And then you talk about the kids and schools opening and the rest of it. I would think so, but a lot of people don't. They just can't, I guess. I mean, the UK, which has had a completely different policy than Sweden, is has an exploding number of cases right now, as does Germany, France, Spain, Italy. And like I said before, Sweden has got an uptick in cases right now. Um, but we'll see, because older folks and vulnerable folks are uh, are self-segregating. They're protecting themselves. They've made the rational decision, I'm going to alter my behavior. So most of their cases are young, healthies who don't care. So something called <laughs> Vulture Magazine got their critics together and listed every single Bruce Springsteen song Best to worst. It's like 326 songs. You haven't heard of the bottom 20 for the most part. Or probably the bottom 50, or unless you're a super huge fan. Some publication or website did this for the band Rush, which I love so much. And about 50 of you went ahead and sent it on to me. I found it to be terrible. Terrible. I'll just pick and choose. I'll go through the top 25, just briefly. Okay. Stolen Car, The River. She's the one born to run. Mm. 10th Avenue, Freeze Out is 23rd. American skin from high hopes. Don't know that. Yeah, that's that's when he started to get political preachy. Although he's always been somewhat political. Two in a row from Tunnel of Love, which is my personal Bruce Springsteen favorite album of all time. Tougher than the rest and Brilliant Disguise are uh, 18 and 19. The Promise. I don't know tougher than the rest. Prove It All Night. The Promise. Oh, that's not good. Darkness on the Edge of Town at 17. Wonderful. Another from Tunnel Love. Well, a lot in the top 20 from Tunnel Love. Well, I have, strong I've album. often said that's my favorite Bruce Springsteen album, and I've been pelted with fruit for it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Tunnel Love is number 16. Uh, Ghost of Tom Joad from Ghost of Tom Joad. That's my second favorite Bruce Springsteen album. Uh, number 15. Streets is that of a Phil- Halloween a novelty song? Yeah. Uh, Streets of Philadelphia. Compelling. New York City Serenade. That's old-timey. That's an old one. Yep. yep. Number 12, Rosalita. That might be oh. my singer, single favorite Bruce Springsteen song. That's one of my favorite songs, period. Yeah. It's just great. How's that number 12? Number 11, This Hard Land. Number 10, Atlanta. And here's your top 10. I realize if you don't like Bruce Springsteen, this is completely useful. You've useful already tuned out. You've already tuned out. Yep. Um, Atlantic City, Nebraska. You ever heard uh, the band's version of Atlantic City? It's wonderful. He has got a lot of songs about different cities. Oh, yeah. Very geographic. He just opens up his atlas, his road as Rand McNally old uh, road atlas, just points his finger. I'll do this fast if you're not into it. Number nine, The River. Number eight, Racing in the Street. Number seven, Jungle Land. Right now we're running down the what's going to be the last set at the concert you go to. Yes. Number six, Backstreets. Oh. Number five, Promised Land. Oh. Number four, Badlands. Number three, Born in the USA, which I would not put in my top 50. Really? Nah, I just don't. Oh, that's a great song. I've never liked that song. Yeah, where's my fruit? Where's my Pelton fruit? Number two, Thunder Road. Mm. Number one, Born to Run, I suppose. Yeah. It's tough when you're sick of songs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was looking at that greatest songs written about various states, and they downgraded Sweet Home Alabama because it's been ruined by classic rock radio. You yeah. can't fault the Skinnerd for that. No, that should be number one. 
Right. Um, but yeah, everybody's sorry about it. I would say this. If you're a Bruce Springsteen fan, the new Bruce Springsteen with the E Street Band album sounds exactly like you expect it to sound. So if you like that sort of thing, you'll like that sort if of thing. If you needed another helping, yeah, if you come needed and get more it. of that. Yes. I don't need more anything. I think they should stop making music, movies, books. Let there, me catch up. There's enough already. <laughs> exactly. I have all sorts of book ideas, but there are too many books. We've never understood why they continue to make more porn. I don't I get that as Lurs, a genre no, at all. No, no, that's no, that's inexplicable. <laughs> I mean, it's not like women have evolved to have a third breast or something like that. I mean, there's been some fundamental change. Show you some videos in fornication. I don't think that would. Uh, something I'm looking for anyway. Production values are excellent. Hey, say that there's, now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So gross. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Something you ought to know. I just found this out yesterday when I grabbed a charger cord from Hanson, our executive producer, who's got the latest, coolest iPad. The new Apple stuff has different cords. You know, every so often they change them. Yeah, I know. Great. I just just (sighs) finally broke down, bought some really high-quality cords for my old phone. Now I find out if I get a new phone, they won't work on anything. That's just great. I I hate that. Got to get an adapter. Um... This thing on the stunning price of the 2020 election mentioned that earlier. You haven't heard any complaining about money in politics or Citizens United <laughs> because Democrats are expected in the polling to win everything. But this this race is not even close to how much more money it's spending than any previous race. Like, it usually it goes up a little bit, you know, between inflation and more people understanding the power of money. Um, every election beats the record before it. But this is not... More money has been spent on the presidential race alone already than all of the election of 2016. You're kidding me. Everything. All the Senate races, House races, everything. People ran I mean, and raved about setting records It's then. just blowing it out of the water. Biden has raised almost a billion dollars. A billion. I remember the first billion-dollar presidential election was two cycles ago uh-huh. for both candidates. Combined, yeah. Uh, yeah. Biden's got that much money on his own, so it's just... And again, it's kind of funny that nobody's complaining about Citizens United and everything now, or big money in politics, or the billionaires controlling the races and all that sort of stuff. Never mind. I uh, I, I was thinking about this, the polls, and we're still getting texts, and how dare you believe the polls, and all that sort of stuff. But what do you think would happen, parallel universe, universe, same politics, same race, but there's no polling? There's no way of knowing Who's ahead or behind? Is that a thing? Can I vote for that? Wouldn't well, would that be better for the country or worse? Yes. Question number one. You think it would be better? I do, yeah. Hundred percent. Wouldn't most people think Trump's gonna win though? Based on the boat rallies and the and you know, the boat parades and all that sort of stuff, or not? I don't know. I don't know. That's an interesting I'd have to think about it for a while. You know, it depends where you live, obviously, what sort of conversations you have, what sort of people you live among. Why do you the both, answers would vary. Why do you both think the democracy would be better if we had no polling? Uh, you know what? Here's how gracious I am. Sean, do you want to go first? Or? Uh, sure. Uh, I think just kind of a, a logical fallacy that a lot of people fall for is being results-based as opposed to process-based. And if you think you have an idea what the results are going to be, I think that changes how you manage your process going forward. 
So it, that's it, egg-headed claptrap. <laughs> I'm not as gracious as I thought. You're talking about the voter in their own mind or yes. the politician themselves? No, the voter in their own okay. mind. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting thought and uh, worth considering. I kid. So, um, uh, the other <laughs> thing I was going to say, just on a practical level, and uh, you know, I try not to engage in these cliches. I guess the cliche would be it gobbles up all the oxygen in the room. But all of the time spent, I can't believe you just said that. Covering, I know. If you want to hit, <laughs> if you feel you must strike me with a closed fist, I will not defend myself. We should start having like uh, wicker baskets of fruit to throw at each other when we say things like that. Can it be like a tomato, not like an orange? <laughs> Because I could take out like all your front teeth. We got I'm some, bringing in pineapples. We got oranges. <laughs> we got oranges and lemons in our orchard that are almost the size of basketballs. I mean, you could you, really you could end a person's life with one of those lemons. <laughs> wow, that would be bring an odd right up the newspaper. Yeah, oh. I should bring one in. Yeah. They're hilarious. The kids have so much fun with them. I'm hearing a fish story. No, no, I'm no, hearing no, no. about giant lemons. Oh, it's crazy! Wow, really? Yeah, I don't know what this is. What's sort going of on? Fertilizer there? happened at one point, or. This is what happens if you don't pick them on time? Or Is that know. like an abandoned... Is your uh, land on an abandoned missile site or Could something? Be. Got also, a nuclear warhead they forgot about under there? Growing pumpkins this year. We've got a couple of pumpkins that look like they should be at a state fair. I mean, they're really? just crazy. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where was I? Ah, yes. Uh, all of the time and energy spent discussing the horse race, the polling. Ah, uh, that's a good one. The, uh, you know, the who's ahead and by how much and among what demographic would at least conceivably, all that time would be devoted to the ideas. And what are we going to talk about? Policies. Policy. He thinks we ought to do this, and he thinks we ought to do that. Well, I don't want to very talk about smart that. people think this would have that effect on the economy. Never mind that. Who's ahead? I want to talk now about who's ahead in March. And then break it down into suburban moms and uh, you know people of color, and then discuss that without ever getting into the policy. Lost two points against college-educated Latinos react. <laughs> What's his foreign policy? I don't have any idea. Actually. I don't have any idea, but I can tell you how far he is ahead in the polls. Yeah, I know it. It's it's an excuse for doing real reporting, or it's a, it's an excuse for not doing this. It's a well, substitute for real reporting. Polling's fairly new phenomenon. Ah, uh, true that. It didn't exist for most of the elections, right? Hmm. Talk about policy. We need to talk to somebody who's like 150 years old. <sighs> it's going to be a slow moving conversation. Well, Michael uh... Hoover was a jackass. <laughs> Michael, how much time do we have? Ah, uh, thirty seconds. Oh, for the love of all that is good and decent! I we'll have to save on this my for belt, which was a style at the time. <laughs> Can I get five bees for Hogshead or whatever it was? I can't remember. Old Simpsons bit. Look it up. Oh, boy. So good stuff at the website today, Jack. He says before he reads it. <laughs> Let's see if he's a liar. You know what? Yeah, it's not that good. <laughs> wow. Uh, the fresh edition of our hot links is always good. There are always all sorts of stories and videos, the stuff we've talked about and maybe didn't get to that's really entertaining and cool. Hot links at armstrongandgetty.com. How about cats in shoes or something like that? I don't know. You'd have to click. Might be. Nice intro. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Michelangelo presses the buttons in the control room. Michael! Yeah, uh, top 100 Lionel Richie songs. At number one, I got Dancing on the Ceiling. <laughs> and a close second is Say You, Say Me. Wow. So, I'll read stuff. the other 98 songs next week. Stay tuned to the One More Thing podcast to get the rest of the list. Uh, Positive Sean, our producer, has a final thought. 
Uh, yeah, just inching ever closer to Election Day. Uh, I am more concerned about foreign interference than our own civil reactions to that day. But uh, it's just one day closer. It's a, it's a strange time. I, I don't really have a, a uh, summary of my feelings. Mm. You probably ought to jot those down in your journal and then cry a little bit. Jack, Dear final thought? Diary. I can't believe that Islamo-fascism, fundamentalist Islam terrorism is back in the news the way it is. Is this going to be what we're talking about post-election, post-Trump era, if Trump loses? I hope not, but it's it's definitely back. My final thought is uh, Bruce Springsteen related, oddly enough. Um, the, they say that uh, John Lennon in writing Help really ushered the rock and roll era into, um, or the rock and roll thing into an era where people wrote about real adult stuff as opposed to I want to dance with you, baby garbage. Um, Bruce's line from Thunder Road, which is one of my favorite songs of all time, Hey, you ain't a beauty, but hey, you're all right. I always thought that line was unbelievable. Has anybody ever said that to their love? Oh, my God. You ain't a beauty, but hey, you're all right. Or as a way to get a first date? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's there. The screen door slams. Mary's dress sways. And you say that to her? You're not going to get any. You don't deserve any. (laughs) (laughs) Say you look great. You don't have to put too fine a point on it. (laughs) What are you? Right, yeah, like you're so damn handsome. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Bad pickup line. So many people thank so little time. Did you know you can email us, and, and there's a good chance I will actually read it and process it in my brain and perhaps feature it on the air. Here is the address, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We will see you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> That's If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed. Is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? So, I'm not wearing the right underwear to have my pants fall down around my ankles. Oh, boy. But I'm wearing very snug little uh, briefs. <laughs> oh, good God. <laughs> Michael, by my figures, we should have gone to break 33 <laughs> seconds ago. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Are you looking to build this year? If so, there is no better time than right now to start planning and to get your spot on the construction schedule. If you need a garage, a stall barn, a storage for vehicles, RV, boat, collectibles, or even a, a shop for your farm, hobbies, or car restoration projects, visit mortonbuildings.com and start your construction process. 
With superior materials, craftsmanship, best-in-class warranty, Morton buildings are made to last for generations. At Morton, the difference is in the details. From their cutting-edge innovations to their craftsmen in the field, they are dedicated to surpassing expectations. Their legacy of excellence spans more than 120 years, and Morton Buildings is 100% employee-owned with more than a quarter million satisfied customers. That means they're the industry leader you can trust. When you choose Morton, you'll experience quality at every step of the building process, starting before the walls even go up. Visit mortonbuildings.com to get started today.